you're looking to sell your home at realestateagentsitrust.com. Our goal is to ease the stress of home selling by helping you sell your home as quickly as possible at the best price possible. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I want to thank you. In just the last few months, thousands of Blaze Radio listeners just like you have contacted our agents. So if you're thinking of selling your home or if you want help buying a home, go to realestateagentsitrust.com and let our individually selected agents earn your business. realestateagentsitrust.com Hi there, it's Doc and Skip in for Pat and Stu. Thanks for joining us today. The president loves to tell you how wonderful things are going, how awful things used to be, and how he has done such a good job with the economy. In fact, just recently, again, he laid out how wonderful things are. Again, those unemployment numbers are way down and everything is well. You know what? Even if some of his numbers are technically accurate, he's not giving you the full story. And I would ask you, how are things going? Now, forget all the political spin that you've seen on any program. And forget even some of the numbers that you've heard. And just look around. Think for a moment about your situation. Think about your friends, your family members, your cousins, your spouse, your children, your relatives. Think about your neighbors. How are things going in your community? How about the houses on your street? Are they selling? New people moving in? How about your company? New people being hired? Have you gotten a raise? Do you have enough money? How's your health insurance premium? How about your relatives? Think of all of these things. Look around, and how is it going? That's the best barometer of how things are going. That's not a how we feel things are going, or even any way somebody can spin numbers. That's how it's going. Let me give you an example. During the George W. Bush administration, I had some serious issues right after the first time he was elected a year or two in. I started saying things are not going good. We are spending far too much money, and he has grown government like crazy. And by the end of the administration, I started on a radio program in Richmond, Virginia, WRVA. And I kept hearing from friends and family how horrible their lives were going. People were losing jobs. They didn't have enough money. Uh, A friend of mine lost her family business after years because they couldn't simply get a loan. And it was a successful business. But they needed to expand based on government rules and regulations. They had reached certain um, quantities of, of meat cutting and distribution that they had to either grow or shrink. And they couldn't afford to shrink, so they had to grow and they needed a loan. And the whole thing fell apart. And I was looking at other companies that were failing. And all the numbers were great. Bush was telling you how low unemployment was and everything. And sure enough, within a year after that, it was more like nine months, the entire bottom fell out. And we're there again. We're being told that everything is great from the administration. But it doesn't seem like it when I look around. People do not have enough money. They're not able to afford what they, what they need to afford. The, their health insurance premiums are coming up. Year after year, more and more people getting out of college, they can't get jobs. The people that used to have pretty good paying jobs are out taking lesser paying jobs because they've been downsized. So maybe you had a job making $65,000 a year in the middle of your life. And then you get downsized and you end up going working retail at Home Depot or something. And you may make more than minimum wage, but it's not $65,000 a year. So I ask, how are things going? What is your perspective? Do, does everybody seem like it's going great for them? No, and that's, the, that's what seems to be so confusing to me is that the, the <laughs> system out there, if you believe and listen to the president, is that things are all rosy and great out there. And he does say come out things and say that the uh, unemployment numbers are way down too. But again, like you said, that doesn't tell the full picture. That doesn't talk about the people who have stopped looking for a job. That doesn't talk about people who have fallen off the back end of unemployment no longer receive benefits anymore. 
take a look at your friends out there, too. I mean, I think we all probably know somebody who's looking for a job right now, who's unemployed, or as you said, underemployed, which is a huge, huge problem. We talked yesterday, too, about how, how, how ro robots and uh, artificial intelligence are driving so many people out of the workforce as well. That's not going to get any better. That's not just going to, to cease to begin happening, to stop happening. It's going to continue. So like you say, take a look around you. Take a look at the world, and that is the true barometer for how the economy and how, how, the, how America is doing. Skip and I live in northwest Arkansas. We've lived all over the place. The radio career has taken us town to town, up and down the dial. Skip's originally from Albuquerque. I'm originally from northeastern Ohio. I've lived in uh, Alabama and Nevada and Virginia, all over the place. By the way, you could just go and say he's been fired from Nevada, from Virginia, from... That's not That's inaccurate, not. but let's move on. Right now, we live in northwest Arkansas. My wife got a job there, and uh, we can do our daily morning radio program from anywhere. Glenn is incredibly gracious and allows us to do it from wherever we are. So since my wife got a job, we moved to Bentonville, Arkansas. Bentonville is the home of Walmart. It's also the home of Tyson Foods and also J.B. Hunt Trucking. Some pretty big companies there. And we've gotten word, you've probably seen the numbers, the last few months, a couple of rounds of layoffs at Walmart and Sam's Club. If they're downsizing and restructuring, what does that tell you about the future? And what does that tell you about where we're at right now? Not all of this is just the fault of, of bad economic policies from a couple of administrations over the last 20 years. This also has to do with the changing demographics of America and because of technology, the way food is distributed and products are distributed and people ordering online. This is all changing. And Skip and I are at ground zero of retail and capitalism in America living there. And we see this stuff. I was at a party around the holidays in my, in my neighborhood, and it's a nice little neighborhood, and just about everybody that lives in my neighborhood works directly for Walmart, or they work for a vendor for Walmart. I know people that work for, and live in my community, work for uh, Nestle Foods and, and Stouffer's, uh, people that uh, work for uh, Coca-Cola, beer distributors and, um, and sellers, all of these companies. In fact, if you go through uh, Bentonville, Arkansas, and you drive down the street and you look in the little, uh, com uh, commercial developments where normal you see, you know, just offices for the local real estate agent or whatever. You still see some of those, but you also see Dr. Scholl's shoes or footwear. And you see Coca-Cola and you see Pepsi and you see uh, General Mills Foods. Every one of these has an office there because they are trying to sell their products to Walmart, put them on the shelf, and they need to have that team there. So, again, this is the front line. I was at this party around Christmas with some neighbors. They invited us over. My wife and I are standing there. And there was a, a couple of neighbors that lived down the street that I'd never met. Nice couple, and I was talking to them. And, of course, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Everyone's talking about their jobs and their children. And I asked, what do you do? And he was a vendor. He sold to Walmart. And he said, but I, um, I'm unemployed right now. He said, I lost my job a couple months ago. He goes, but, you know, I got some things coming up. I've been interviewing or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, great. That's good to hear. You know, he's very positive about it. And then I saw a couple of days ago, his house is for sale. Mm. That's not good. That's no. not a good sign. He had been unemployed for a while, had these possibilities of things coming up. I don't know if they fell through or what, but it doesn't look good. And then I look at the number of houses for sale in my neighborhood. There's a lot of them for sale. A lot of them have been for sale. A lot of them aren't selling. What does that say to you from the front line of, of capitalism and retail in America? Especially, too, when you truly take a look at how many people are, are moving to, to Bentonville, how many people live there, too. It's a very transient community, a very, very corporate community, too. And if people aren't coming back there to do business with Walmart, the world's largest retailer, 
that's another good barometer of where the country's at, how the economy is going. Everybody is tightening their purse strings. How about when you go into your local business? How are they doing? <laughs> I mean, you have to notice things. People aren't there anymore. They're not offering certain services. How many new businesses or how many businesses have newly closed up versus how many new businesses have started? I mean, I see that all the time where that, oh, there's that building. We, we had one in Bentonville. A new restaurant went in. It was open. How often? How long was that open? Maybe two months. Two yeah. months? Done. Gone. It was sad. In fact, I even had, uh, I'd gone. I was going to go check it out one of these days, too. And I saw on the door, <laughs> there was a sign that said, uh, we're members of the community. Sadly, this didn't work. Thanks to those who had supported us. That's um, what's real. The, the people in your lives and what you're seeing out there. Let me give you some more numbers. For the 55th straight month, 45 million plus people are now on food stamps in America. 55 months. There's a couple of metrics here that, that I want to talk about. First of all, when normally we talk about these numbers, we go, wow, it's horrible that many people on food stamps for two reasons. Because there's that many people living off the government teat and there's a whole lot of them cheating the system, illegals and whatnot. But there's also a whole lot of people that need food stamps because they wouldn't be able to feed their family if not for food stamps. So for two reasons, that's horrible. The left would have you say, wow, that just shows how many people are struggling and why we need even more food stamps. And usually people are on the right are like, it shows you how much corruption <laughs> there is. We got to take care of this. And you know what? There's a little truth in both of those. There are a lot of people that need food stamps. I don't think we have to grow it. And we need a little tough love and a little policing of this to say, hey, Let's make sure people are getting off food stamps. But if President Obama comes out and tells you how wonderful everything is, is doing, and at the same time tells you we need more money for these programs, how can these things coexist? How can he tell you everything is going great? Look at all the numbers, right? You got more people working, more jobs created than ever before, the deficits are lower, and then tell you how much we need to give to poor people. How can these things coexist? No, it, it, it doesn't make any sense, too. And uh, uh, was, it, was it Reagan, too, who said that one of the, one of the best things we could do to people who are, who are in need of government assistance is to uh, uh, politely make them feel uncomfortable. Um, I can't remember the exact quote, but to not make it as, as uh, obtuse as they have now, too, with make it all look like a credit card, and as, as we used to go to actual food stamps, being able to purchase certain things. Now they've expanded <laughs> it to be able to purchase pretty much anything you want there in terms of food-related type things. I mean, lobsters and steaks, and a lot of times these people eat better than I do. Yeah, I mean, now it's the credit card. It used to be uncomfortable. It looks like a credit card. So you can just swipe and go, and as far as I know, the people in front of me are paying by a credit card. They used to make it uncomfortable. It was a little embarrassing to be on government assistance, and it should be. Not embarrassing that you're a bad person. Not embarrassing that, that you're necessarily lazy or a horrible person. No, it just means this is not the best scenario. You don't have to be ostracized by society, but you shouldn't necessarily be proud of it either. Can't we live there again? We all try to help each other out, but surfing a little bit embarrassed, a little shy. Well, and even I, I think the, the staunchest of conservatives and Republicans would even concede that there are certain instances in which a program like this is very beneficial to a community. So it's, it's not the fact that Republicans or conservatives want to completely eliminate the food stamp, SNAP, nutrition type program. So we need better policing in it because there are people who are getting them who don't need it. People who, who drive their Cadillacs and they have cable TV and they're smoking cigarettes and still you're going out and paying for their 
their food for them too. Uh, they sell their benefit cards for for cash. They uh, they they actually withdraw the cash benefits on some of them at strip clubs and liquor stores. If you have food stamps, if you are on food stamps and you receive government assistance for food, and you consume any tobacco products, consume any alcohol, consume any other narcotics for not that are not prescribed legally through a doctor. If you have any pets that you pay for, then you do not need my money for food stamps. I don't care if it's one cat that eats a half a thing of food a day. You have made your choice then that you are giving money to this cat or dog, dog leashes, cable television, or any of this stuff. These are not luxuries to, for, for your life. Food is a necessity. The other things are luxuries. You have to make the choice. If you can afford those things, you're putting money to those things. Shouldn't you lead with the necessity? It's about prioritizing. I don't have cable TV. Why don't you have cable TV? Because I can't afford cable TV because I have to pay for food and rent and my car payment. And my you make choices on these things. And my cell phone. Do you, do you ever consume alcohol? I do occasionally. Yeah. Okay, so you could not consume alcohol and maybe afford cable TV. I could, yeah. But you've made the choice because neither one of these things are necessities or even a priority to you. I prioritize. I would rather be able to go out occasionally on a Friday and Saturday night and uh, have, have, have dinner and a couple of beers. And by that you mean? A couple of beers, then go home and have a couple more. <laughs> but you're paying for it. Exactly. You're and also not on food stamps. And that's and my choice. And I prioritize this. that as I would rather be able to go out on the weekends and enjoy enjoy myself as opposed to sit home and watch uh, watch Food Network all day, which the, I, I used to I used to do that. The average family now gets two hundred and fifty five dollars a month on food stamps, and although that is not a huge sum of money, if you have a family of four and you're paying for everybody. Damn, imagine having somebody supplement your food by 255 bucks a month. That'd be huge for me. That'd be gargantuan. I mean, for uh, my family probably averages uh, with four of us, and uh, I have other cultural sensitivities where I have to buy <laughs> other foods, and it's a whole thing. Um, probably four, off the top of my head, $450 a month maybe. Something like that when it's all said and done with Korean food and American food and everything else. For me, Something like that. For me, the 255 is probably... Pretty accurate as to what I spend. I mean, there's some months that I go over, some months that I probably even eat less than that. But I mean, yeah, that is, you can survive off of that terms of money. And again, too many of these people are going out and buying uh, expensive meats and steaks. I mean, with, I could survive off of probably 20 bucks a week if I'm eating beans and rice and like lean chicken breast, you know? When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now now ask how you can save up to 50 percent on washer and dryer coverage just call 1-800-686-3910 that's 1-800-686-3910 again 1-800-686-3910 call now 